Book marketing is a weird world and it is very nerve wracking for a lot of people because they don't understand how it works and it seems very ambiguous and uncertain and it seems like there's just an overwhelming amount of stuff to be done. I get it, I've been there before. I'm gonna walk you through exactly how you need to be thinking about this, what you need to do, and how to do what you need to do. So I wanna be very clear, this is not a generic book marketing course. This course is only for authors who work with us whether our regular process or our book coaching process. Generally, it's gonna be a business, personal development, self-help book. It's gonna be nonfiction. There's gonna be valuable knowledge and wisdom in it for readers, and they're generally using the book to also help them achieve another end, whether it's speaking or clients for their business or authority or credibility or visibility. There's a lot of things we're gonna get into in the course, but in some way, shape, or form, you're writing a nonfiction book to help you with your business. Those, those people are ideally suited for this course. Now, there are authors, a lot of authors, who this course is not designed for. For example, if you are writing fiction, don't watch this course, it's not gonna help you. If you are a professional writer and your goal is to sell lots of copies of your book and nothing else, that's the primary goal, this course probably is not gonna help you a lot. Now, there are definitely some modules that you might be able to use, but the course is not designed for you. So do not watch this expecting to get the same sort of result you would uh, if the course were designed for professional writers or for novelists or for people like that. That's not who it's intended for. So who am I to give book marketing advice? Well, my name is Tucker Max. I have been writing on the internet almost since the internet existed. I started in 2002. Uh, this is before Facebook or Twitter. It was before even MySpace. In fact, it was back when GeoCities was still a thing, if you remember that. I was writing a blog before the word blog really existed. I was the first writer to go from internet writer, from blog to book, and then book to bestseller, and bestseller to movie, actually. I did all of that before I think anybody else did. I've also written four New York Times bestsellers myself. Uh, three of those were number one bestsellers. They've sold in total about three million copies worldwide. They've been translated into more than 40 languages. Um, I am one of three authors to ever have three books on the New York Times nonfiction bestseller list at one time. Me, Malcolm Gladwell, and Michael Lewis. Uh, I've also co-founded a book marketing firm called Brass Check along with Ryan Holiday. We worked with authors like Tim Ferriss, James Altucher, Robert Greene, Seth Godin, dozens of other authors. Um, all told in my career, I've been involved with at least 25 best-selling books in some way, shape, or form, uh, including the books that I've written. I've been involved in campaigns that have sold over 10 million books. I think it's actually a lot more than that. I'm just trying to be conservative. Um, and I've worked with hundreds, at this point actually, I think thousands of authors to help them either write or launch or both uh, their book. I've also co-founded several publishing companies. The one that I work in now is called Book in a Box. Uh, just changed its name to Scribe actually. And we are, um, we've got dozens of full-time employees We've helped thousands, just this company alone has helped thousands of people write their books. And that's that what this course is for, is to help those people market their books. Part one, how to think about book marketing. 
most people teach and think about book marketing in a way that doesn't work for the authors that work with us, right? So I'm going to give you two frames for book marketing, and I'm going to come back to these again and again and again over this course. Do not, in fact, I won't let you forget these, so I'm not going to tell you not to forget them. The first one I'm going to explain is a book is a marketing tool, not the thing you market. Now, a lot of people think if they're going to get visibility from a book, what they have to do is become a famous best-selling writer who sells millions of copies. Because isn't that the best way to get visibility for a book, right? No, it's actually not. And I'm saying that as a dude who actually was a famous best-selling writer who sold millions of books. That doesn't actually work well, right? It's not that it's bad to have a goal of being a famous writer or selling lots of books. It's just that it's utterly unrealistic for you and it usually is going to hurt you in your actual goals. So let me explain. Uh, first off, to give you some perspective, there are about 300,000 new books published every year in America. In fact, I think that number's even gone up. I think last year it was 500,000. And the company that measures book sales in America, it's called BookScan, it estimates that about 200 books, 200 books per year, give or take, sell even 100,000 copies, right? So think about that for a minute. 200 sell 100,000 copies and less than two dozen sell a million. And most of those are novels, by the way. It's extremely rare for a nonfiction book to sell a million copies in a year. I've sold three million copies. That's over 10 years counting four books. Furthermore, goals trade off. If your goal is to sell millions of copies, that means you've got to write a book that's appealing, at least in theory, to millions and millions of people. That's extraordinarily hard to do, right? That's why professional writers have to spend all their time writing because finding a topic that appeals to a lot of people and then writing an original book about that is extraordinarily hard, right? So what, we're, what we actually are gonna tell you again and again and again as an author is you should be writing a, a book that is has a very narrow topic that reaches a very narrow audience, but that goes a mile deep with them. So an inch wide and a mile deep, that should be your goal. Because if you have a small audience that you are the complete authority to, that's gonna help you way more as a conventional author than going an inch deep and a mile wide. That works for Malcolm Gladwell. Doesn't work for you, because you're not a professional author. You have a business, or you're a consultant, or you're a coach, or you're a doctor, or in, you're some other type of service professional or business person, or you're an executive. If you have a day job, a real job, the book is not intended for to turn you into Tim Ferriss or Malcolm Gladwell or Seth Godin. The book is intended to make you better at your job. So the book should be geared at the people you serve in your job, not everyone in America. We like to say that our clients don't want a book. They want what a book gets them. Think about that for a second. Most clients come to us, they say things like, in fact, there's three main categories of benefits our clients ask for. They want a book to get them visibility, right? So that means authority in their field, credibility in their field. They want to be seen in a new way with potential clients, with peers, things like that. Makes a lot of sense and a book is very good at that. The second thing that our clients uh, ask for a lot is more opportunity. They want a book to generate opportunity for them, whether that's bring more clients or uh, drive uh, more sort of meetings 
or or open doors or get them speaking gigs or uh, get them media in some way, shape, or form. They want a book to open doors and create opportunities that didn't exist. The third thing that clients really look for is legacy, right? This is a, a minority of clients, but still quite a lot. They want a book to leave something behind. They want it to tell their story or to tell part of their story. They want it to show what they've contributed to their culture, their society, their world. And that's totally fine. All of that makes sense. None of those three things, visibility, opportunity, or legacy, are about being a famous professional writer or selling millions of books. Right? That You have to define those things narrowly for you in a way that makes sense for you and your career, not in a way that would make sense for Michael Lewis or J.K. Rowling. So because of all this, because you're not a professional writer, you need a different model for book marketing. And the better model for you is the one I told you about. A book is a marketing tool to get you things like visibility, opportunity, and legacy. It's not the thing that you market, right? For prof Again, a professional writer, they've got to go market their book to get people to buy copies of their book. That's the only way they make money. That's their entire job. Your job is to use the book to help you in your actual job. See the difference here? Once you understand this, it makes book marketing really easy and it makes it really understandable as opposed to trying to think, oh God, how am I gonna, how am I gonna do what Seth Godin does? You're not going to. So don't think of it that way. That's what this entire course is oriented around, teaching you how to use your book in the way that helps you, not trying to be Seth Godin. The second frame we're gonna talk about that's really important for you is understanding that book marketing is a long-term process and not a single event. Now look, I know in the first part, I crushed all your dreams about being a famous professional writer and selling millions of books and hitting the bestseller list, okay? But look, even if you knew that was a fantasy, I get that's still a little bit of a letdown, right? Because everyone kind of has that fantasy. But there's a good side to this. As someone who's lived that and who's run bestseller campaigns and massive launches for famous authors like Tim Ferriss and others, I can tell you that process sucks. Running a big book launch is awful. It is hundreds of moving parts. It's an immense amount of work. And it's not a full-time job for one person. It's a full-time job for a team of people. The only way you can have a big book launch is if you have an existing established audience and you have a clear way to reach them and you are basically a professional entertainer. It's like, it's terrible. I, I got out of that business because I hated it so much. It sucks right? But what's really cool about this is looking at book marketing, not as a single launch, but as a process, as a set of things that you do over time, totally changes everything for you. Now, as we helped you understand in the, the last uh, frame, you have really three categories of goals, visibility, opportunity, and legacy, right? So instead of trying to launch your book and generate all this attention in one week, which doesn't really make any sense. The better option for you is to see your book as a marketing tool that you can use consistently over the next two, three, five, maybe even 10 years to help you generate visibility and opportunity and even legacy for yourself. All you have to do are a few things each week and sometimes even less than that 
for the book to work for you and generate visibility and opportunity for you. So to give you an idea of what it looks like when it's done right, we've attached three case studies from authors of ours, John Rulin, Deb Gabor, and Bob Glazer. All three of them basically did something very similar in that they wrote the book, then they used the book to get either media attention or attention from clients, which then drove other opportunities, right? So let's just take John, for example. John wrote a book called Giftology. He used this book to triple his speaking fee, uh, to, to go from doing five to six keynotes a year. I think now he's doing 25 keynotes a year. Uh, he has doubled the size of his consulting business, I believe. He's attracted extraordinarily high uh, status and high profile clients like professional sports teams and Fortune 500 companies. And he's gotten a flood of media all because of the book. But it didn't happen in one week. It didn't even happen in two months. It happened over the course of a year or more, right? It built and built and built. Deb Gabor did something very similar. Bob Glazer did something very similar. You can read the specifics in the case studies that outline exactly how they use their books over time to drive the results they were looking for. The most important thing in the case studies to look for is how they didn't try and emulate Tim Ferriss or Seth Godin or Malcolm Gladwell or Michael Lewis. They didn't try and pretend they were professional writers. They used the book as a marketing tool, principle one, and they also looked at the book as an ongoing process and not a single launch, principle two. They both emulated exactly what we're going to teach you, and they've all three of them have gotten amazing results. So I'm going to end the introduction with the number one rule for all book marketing. And this applies to all authors, from the most famous to the least famous, and everyone in between. Doesn't matter who you are, this rule applies to everyone. And it's going to sound really harsh, and it's going to sound actually mean even, but it's kind of designed that way to get you out of your fantasies and into reality so you can use your book to drive results for you. The rule is no one cares about your book. They only care about what your book can do for them. Right? Let me say that again. No one cares about your book. They only care about what your book can do for them. In fact, let me even go a step further. No one cares how hard you worked on your book. No one cares... Uh, uh, that you want them to read your book. No one cares anything at all about anything in your book except as it benefits them. Now, if you think about it, this makes total sense. When you go to Barnes & Noble, you don't look around at books and say, oh, what author do I want to help today? I'll buy their book. Of course not. How do you shop for books? You have a problem. You want to solve it. You go find the book that will help you solve it. And that's how you pick the book, right? The book you think will add something to your life or help you solve a problem or give you some benefit you're looking for. Even if it's a novel, a novel solves a problem. The problem is I want to be entertained. I want to escape. I want to feel a certain type of emotion. So I'm going to go buy a novel to help me feel that, right? All books, successful books, solve problems for readers. And that is how, why you're going to succeed in your marketing. And that's everything in our course is designed around helping you to use your book to solve somebody else's problem. How does that benefit you? Because then that drives them back to you, whether it's for uh, business or speaking or something else. That's, that's how the loop works. You put your knowledge, your valuable knowledge into a book. 
it it's a valuable book to someone else because it helps them solve a problem or get a benefit they're looking for. And by reading and knowing about that book, they're going to talk about you, recommend you, or use you in some way, shape, or form that benefits you. That's the virtuous cycle of book marketing. That's what we're gonna teach you in this course. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. We hope you got a lot out of it. If you found this episode valuable, then definitely check out our free online workshops at scribebookschool.com. During the workshop, we'll teach you our exact step-by-step process for how to write, publish, and market your book. It's totally free, and you can watch it right from the comfort of your home. Again, you can sign up at scribebookschool.com. And beyond that, you can support the podcast by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Stay tuned because we have a lot of good stuff coming on Scribe Book School.